0: Welcome back to another episode of Franchise Euphoria. Josh Brown here. Today's episode is brought to you by Franchise Five. Why Franchise Five? I'm glad you asked. Growing your franchise in a slow, deliberate, and thoughtful manner is a smart way to grow. Franchise Five helps you do this by expanding five locations at a time with a zen-like focus on the geographic locations that make sense for your growth. To learn more about this, go to FranchiseEuphoria.com forward slash franchise five. That's the number five. So FranchiseEuphoria.com forward slash franchise five. Now to today's episode. Today, I'm excited. We have Jana Bailey, who is the president and CEO of Frannet. Under her leadership, she's led Frannet through unprecedented growth and has established Frannet as the most respected voice in the franchise consultant industry in North America. Since her tenure began, Frannet has more than doubled the number of Frannet offices across North America and has transitioned Frannet to a franchise business model. So this is a franchise business for franchise consultants or a franchise business that provides franchise consulting. Ms. Bailey has been instrumental in educating organizations on the benefits of franchising. She sits on the executive board of directors for the International Franchise Association and is a certified franchise expert. She also serves as vice chair of the IFA membership committee and has also authored the book, Thriving the journey to success in the business world, and co authored the Amazon best selling book, More Than Just French Fries. In addition to that bio, I'm also excited to have you tune into this episode because Jana really has a good perspective from both a franchisee and a franchisor perspective. One of the things that wasn't mentioned in this bio is that she also worked for uh, Fantastic Sam's uh, for a regional uh, in a regional director position for a franchisee who had multiple locations. So she is. Coming to her position now with FranNet with both experience on the franchisor and franchisee side. So we talk about that. We talk about what that's been like to grow FranNet. We talk about what they look for in their franchisor companies, what kind of process they take people through when franchise systems are apply to be part of the FranNet system. And then we also talk about franchisees and, you know, things that franchisees need to be looking for and ways in which the FranNet franchise consultants help franchisees through their decisions in terms of purchasing uh, the right franchise for themselves. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy my interview with Jana Bailey. Hello, Jana. Welcome to Franchise Euphoria. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you for having me today.
0: Well, I'm really excited to have you. You're the obviously the president and CEO of Frannet and it's a franchised franchise consulting business, right?
1: Yes, it is. We converted it to the franchise model 11 years ago.
0: Tell me about that and most importantly for the for the people listening because I know when I talk to individuals who I work with and they talk about, you know, whether they've spoken to somebody at Frannet or another consultant, they're always amazed when they find out it's a franchise business in and of itself.
1: Correct. Well, you know, it's a 32 year old company that was originally founded as a uh, mutual benefit company. So the people that had the offices did not have an asset. You know, we know the difference in a franchise and a business opportunity type situation. You have an asset, which is the territory in which you're located. And this was very attractive to our people in saying they wanted to build their business for future resale opportunity. Again, just like we hear from our clients, so when the ownership changed, this was something we began to put in process, and uh, we had tremendous acceptance to the changes, and we've been able to give a lot more support. The franchise structure just works.
0: No, oh, that's great, and so you guys, you guys provide franchise consulting or at least the franchisees provide franchise consulting for people who are interested or who are essentially franchise prospects and they're considering different franchise systems, right?
1: Correct. And you know, the easiest way to explain it, I tell people we're like a executive recruiter only on the franchise side. So an executive recruiter on the job side is going to match their clients with jobs that fit their goals and their skill sets. And, you know, hopefully there's the, the perfect marriage. Well, we do the same thing. We work with brands figuring out who their candidate really is, who are they looking for? And then as we work with clients, we gather their information and build a business model to match back up to the various franchises we have in our portfolio.
0: And how many brands are you guys working with right now?
1: You know, it really varies. Um, as I tell people, any given day, it can, the number can change. But right now, it's in the 150 range.
0: So that's, those are franchised brands that, as people come to you, if you see that it's a good fit or it's possibly a good fit, then you'll make that introduction to that brand and help people, help prospects walk through that process.
1: Correct. You know, one thing that I might throw out, we just recently published something called the Client Bill of Rights. And we're handing that to the client at the very first meeting. So they are fully informed of what our role is and what our role is not. And as I tell people, you know, somebody will say, well, why 150? Why not 500? Why not, you know, whatever? What we've done through the years is we kind of know where our clients are going to fall, what the sweet spot is. Um, We do not do hotels. We do not do sit-down restaurants. That's not who the client is that we work with on a day-to-day basis. So we try to have within our portfolio a wide range of concepts that will fit the goals, the skill sets, the backgrounds, and the desires of the clients we have so it is really it's kind of a science and an art and our people do such a good job of getting to know the individual and you know what i love hearing the most is people say i would have never found that concept had it not been for the guidance of my friend that person
0: well and i think that's the i mean that's a real important part of that process i mean i know people come to me and they'll ask me about franchise consultants and i i very much believe in consultants i mean i think inherently sometimes people might say well they're representing the brands, and then they're also connecting the, the the prospects to the brands. But you you have to have a semblance of trust between the prospects. And what I tell what I tell people is, if you're with a good consultant, um, first of all, they're going to be honest and upfront with you about the relationship. Which it sounds like you guys are with your client bill of rights. I think that's fantastic. I was unaware of that. But additionally, you know, I think that. There's a whole lot of information that you can help them gather that they otherwise can't get, and um, to me, it's a very worthwhile relationship. And I often tell people that for sure. And I, I what I'm excited about with this interview is that we can kind of touch upon things on the franchisor side of things with your role with FranNet, as well as on the, as well as on the franchisee side. But I want to start on the franchisor side, and. Tell me a little bit about the process or the application to become a brand that's part of the FranNet system.
1: That's great, and I always love telling people it it is a process, and um, without an exception, every conference I go to, somebody will say, "Oh, I hear FriendNet is so hard to get into, and you all are kind of scary." And well, we don't want to be scary, but we do want to be selective, and the process is exactly the process we have our clients go through, Josh. So that makes it all the more perfect. So we start with an application. That the or completes, and it's really giving us the overview of the company, the management, how long they've been in business, you know, total investment, that sort of thing. We ask that they submit that application along with a copy of their federal disclosure document. We review that federal disclosure document. A lot of time spent on the financials of the company as well as an item 19 if it's included. Um, I'm a banker by training, spent 18 years in that industry, so financials are one of my hot buttons. So we spend a lot of time making sure that that franchise is financially sound enough to handle the kind of growth that... A relationship with FranNet could result in. So we're looking at all of these things. We also have an outside firm that reviews the FDD just in case I've missed anything, in case our people have missed anything. You know, are there, how does it stack up against others in their specific niche of our industry? So we look at all of this. We then go to a review committee. Now, again, it's not a yes or no committee, but it's more of a Would you show this if it was available in our portfolio? And this is another thing I don't think a lot of franchisors understand. I don't want to bring in brands that we can't provide good service to. So it makes no sense for me to bring a brand into our portfolio, have them spend the time and money getting to know my consultants, attending our meetings and never get any traction. So we really try ahead of time to find out, you know, is this something my group will embrace and actually refer clients to? We get green lights all the way through this. We're now ready to negotiate the contract and begin the process of onboarding them into franchise. Uh, um, well, I skipped a step. The most important step, validation, just like we have our clients do. We get on the phone and we make phone calls. And depending upon the size and the age of the franchise, the number of calls we make. But the goal really is to talk to some that are doing extremely well, some that are middle of the bell curve. And then I like to make sure we talk to some who aren't really happy and even some that have left the system because we need to know exactly what our clients will hear when we send them to this step in the process so understanding the validation if everything continues to be acceptable meets our marks then we go to contract
0: well wow, that's a that's a pretty thorough process
1: well i i like to think so there's a, you always wonder if there's something else we could do and we keep adding things to it but no
0: that's good does a franchise or have do, do they pay something to go through that process
1: no, no, they do not. Now, they do. We do have a fee if they join our portfolio. But no, that is our process. And if we wound up turning somebody down, I would hate to have already charged them a fee you know, to find that out. Again, kind of go back to my banking days. You work really hard to get a client to loan committee only to have to turn them down. So we, we try to make it as painless as possible for the franchisors up to that point.
0: Now you not only have a background in banking, which obviously works well for the for for your role with friendnet but you also have a background with a with another franchise system, don't you?
1: Yes. I was a regional director for six and a half years with uh, an independent owner you know, that, that had a five-state region with Fantastic Sam's, um, left working for him and actually went to work for Fantastic Sam's Corporate and uh, was part of their operations team and, and was down in Texas working with the region there when I uh, was tapped on the shoulder for the FranNet opportunity.
0: Well, that's great. I love talking to people who have experience on both sides of the equation. So let's jump to the franchisee side. You know, I always get asked, what are the hottest franchises? And, and and that's probably the worst question I tell people they can possibly ask because it's a little bit like asking, what's the hottest stock? I can tell you some pretty good franchises. It doesn't necessarily mean you want to jump right into them because the market may not be able to withstand another one. You may be buying in too late. <laughs> You know, there's all sorts of there's all sorts of reasons why you don't just want to jump to the hottest ones. But t- talk to me a little bit about you know when somebody is looking to buy a franchise. Um, what is the process that a FranNet consultant takes them through to help ensure that they make an informed decision?
1: Oh, and this is my favorite part. We sat down with that client. The first thing we have them do is something called a personal franchise assessment. Think in terms of a Myers-Briggs or a DISC profile, only this is our proprietary system that's been developed for Frandet over the years. And I explain it, it allows us to get into their head and their heart and really understand what makes them tick and what they're interested in and where they're going to be happy. One of the big cautions we give our clients is do not fall in love with a concept, their product or service. Fall in love with what you're going to be doing there. Be sure you're going to have fun doing it. So we spend a lot of time going through this. Once we have the assessment tool back, then we would sit down and say, okay, want employees? Don't want employees? Work from home, an office, or a retail setting. How comfortable are you knocking on doors and actually generating business? We go through the how many days a week would you be comfortable with your business being open? Do you want to eventually be a semi-absentee? Are you looking at multiple units or one? So we're going through this whole process, and I think of it like this huge funnel. We're pouring all this information into, and the further we go through the questions, the more narrow the funnel becomes. And by the time we finish, we've got a very clear picture of the type of business this individual is going to be well-suited for. And again, not necessarily the, you know, s- to say um, it's going to be a restoration business, but more of a, you know, maybe it's a business with very little recession impact and um, well established. So you start getting these kind of things, and that's where we begin the matching process. As we laugh a lot of times, some of the brands we represent would not be things you wake up in the morning and say, that's what i want to own but once you understand the workings of the franchise and most importantly the financial return of that franchise it becomes exactly what you're looking for
0: yeah no i think that's right i mean i, I there's there's a lot of people who and part of this is is that there's a lot of bad information out there on franchising there's a lot of information you know online and so forth where to the average person, it looks like you just come up with the right amount of money, purchase it, and you're set for life. You know, it, it, this whole idea that all of these are just businesses in a box and you just flip a switch and, and, and everything works out. I mean, it's a business. You got to run it. You got to work it. You're, now, granted, if you're buying into a good franchise, you're doing it with good franchise partners that have a system and a process that can help you along the way. But you, as a franchisee, still have business decisions you have to make uh, with regard with regard to your locations. And one mm-hmm. of the things that I found over the years too is that oftentimes when people come to you, they don't even really know what they want. You know. They don't know, you know, I've had people come to me and say, yeah, I really want to buy this restaurant franchise. And i go, like, okay, cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell me, tell me why we start talking about it. And I said, so do you enjoy working with people? Oh, I hate working with people. <laughs> do you, do you enjoy, do you enjoy, do you enjoy managing, you know, um, younger people? You know, millenn- oh, that's the worst thing I want to get away from that completely. And it's like, wait a minute, you're telling me all the things you're going to have to do on a regular basis why are you looking at this franchise? And it's almost like a light bulb goes off. And I'm sure you experience that all the time. And it's amazing to me because you would think that would be the first thing people think of. But I think a lot of the marketing out there, I think a lot of the uh, information that people are taking in is selling people on this idea that Just buy this business and you're going to be on your way to a lot of riches.
1: Well, and I think, you know, when you get get into restaurants, especially people will see a new restaurant open or they'll visit one in a city they're uh, on vacation and they'll be like, oh, that would do so well back home. And again, they're falling in love with the product. They're falling in love with the food. They're not thinking the whole business model through. That's why, you know, Michael Gerber's books are so so great. We have people get into those so they really understand not to work they're going to be working on the business, not in the business, but at the same time you've got to understand what's going on down there if you're going to be successful.
0: No, that's exactly right. And sometimes sometimes a franchise opportunity means you're going to be working in the business. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to you have to know and understand the distinction between the two.
1: Without a doubt.
0: Are you guys located, you know, across the US in all states, or are there areas where you're where you're not located?
1: we we've got 55 offices in the US. We do have some markets that are not covered. The Dakotas, we do not have anybody. Mississippi currently we do not have anybody. But I would say that the majority of all of them the metropolitan markets are covered. Um, so it's it's more of some of the outlying markets now that we don't have a presence there. And in those cases our people that are closest to that area would service those clients. We do have offices in Canada and Germany along with the 55 in the US.
0: And so if somebody wants to get a hold of a FranNet franchise consultant, what's the best way to do it?
1: The best way is to go to our website, you know, just www.frannet.com. And there is a click for consultant listing and it's listed by state. And it makes it very, very easy to find out who is servicing your area and connect you immediately.
0: Well, and before we go, and, and by the way, thank you for your time. I mean, obviously, you have a tremendous background, and I think it's been a very, very informative interview. You, you have authored a couple of different books. I want to give you the opportunity to talk about that because um, they sound really great. Uh, one being Thriving the Journey to Success in the Business World, uh, and the second one, co authoring an Amazon best selling book called More than just French fries. Talk about those uh, for a couple minutes.
1: Well, the the most recent one, More Than French Fries, was a lot of fun because it was actually, um, as you said, there's several authors in there. And we've got people like Ken Yancey, the CEO of Score. We have uh, some multi-unit franchisees in there, as well as franchisors, talking about their history in starting the business. And then we have some friend netters telling their stories of working with women or working with millennials. So it really is a collection of anecdotal stories and history about the franchise industry. So I absolutely love that one. And that's really easy. You can download it free from our website that I mentioned earlier. So that was very inexpensive. Nice little airplane read. The old book is, it is old. It was before even my fantastic Sam's days. It was my, um, the years I spent in between banking And getting into the franchise industry, I I was doing consulting and public speaking. And the focus of that book, and it's so strange how life works out, because that book really talks about the decisions we make and not allowing ourselves to be stuck in a corporate rut and a treadmill, you know, just running because you're supposed to, but not knowing where you're going and being brave enough to step outside those boundaries and try new things which is perfect alignment for what I do now.
0: It really (laughs) is. Isn't that funny?
1: (laughs) It is. It is absolutely bizarre when you look back on your life and you go, wow, I had no idea I was foretelling my own future and what I would be doing.
0: Well, I mean, this is, and I'll tell a quick story, but you know, that's how I got into becoming, doing franchise law is people ask me, how'd you get into it? Well, I was practicing law for a couple of years, had a couple of small business clients and knew I wanted to niche down. And I just happened, just by dumb luck, between college and law school, I worked for a couple franchise businesses. So when I thought about niching down, I thought about franchising. Well, of course, at the time, I had no idea that it was going to be relevant to anything that I did. Um, But now, all these years later, it's it's just funny to me how that experience from the business side of things has been immeasurably beneficial to me. Uh, for the legal side of things And franchising, as I can imagine your experience before you got into franchising, just in being in the business world, has transferred very, very well.
1: It, it has, and you know, again, you look back, and all the puzzle pieces make sense. Eventually, at the time, it doesn't look like they're going to connect to anything, but uh, I think I think they do, and I think it prepares us for whatever's coming next.
0: Well, thank you for coming on. Sounds like you're doing a fantastic job growing uh, the FranNet business. And I thank you for for sharing your insight and experiences with the Franchise Euphoria audience today. So thank you so much, Janet.
1: Well, and thank you again for having me on the show.
0: Thanks for being with us today on the Franchise Euphoria podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to go to iTunes and provide a review. Also, please remember that although Josh Brown is a licensed and practicing attorney, nothing contained in this podcast should be construed as legal advice, because it is not. The information contained in this podcast is general and educational in nature, and none of it should be relied upon as legal advice. That being said, if you have questions for Josh and would like to contact him, please email him at josh at franchiseeuphoria.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you tune in to our next weekly episode.